and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Hey everyone, welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed for taking out time to join us today. Wherever you find yourself in the world, God is doing good things and he's doing it in your life. I'm sorry if my audio is a little different. Listen, we are on the road on this episode. I had a crazy day of, of different things I had to do. I'm getting ready to take a trip out of town and I had to pick up a rental. And so that's why the audio may sound a little different. I'm literally doing this in my car, but it's fun nonetheless. We are joined today by the amazing, the awesome Pastor Josh Pennington. Love this man of God so much and appreciate him and his heart uh, for the Lord and for the, the body of Christ. Such a blessing to the body of Christ. And uh, he's been on the podcast before, uh, but we got him back again. And I'm so honored and blessed to have him with us. Uh, Pastor Josh, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm doing I'm doing really well, man. Thanks for thanks for the invite. And um, it's always good to have a, a chat with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My, my honor. So we are going to talk about uh, honor. So on the podcast, I've done a little mini series called A Culture of Honor. And I've done, uh, this is going to be the third one that I've done on that. The first one I did with Pastor Ray Jean Wilson. Shout out to Pastor Ray Jean. Love him so much. Uh, the second one we did with David Weeder. He travels with Brother Copeland, basically his armor bearer. We had him on, and now we're going to do it here with Pastor Josh Pennington, A Culture of Honor Part 3, and we're going to talk, title it The Honor Code, based on a series that uh, Pastor Josh did at his church, and so I'm excited to talk about this today. Uh, so as we do this, I'm reminded of uh, 2 Samuel that says uh, that those who honor me, or 1 Samuel, those who honor me, I will honor in 1 Samuel 2.30, and so I believe that this is something good and paramount for us to learn. A lot of younger people listen to my podcast. So it's my heart for you guys to hear these, these things. So don't let the audio throw you off if I'm sounding a little different. Just dig on in. I believe the Spirit of God has something really good for us today. Pastor Josh, uh, take us on this trip, man. Uh, tell us about honor and the things that you've seen in your studies concerning it, sir. Yeah, sure. Um, so you mentioned the series that I did. I, um, I did that in the beginning part of 2020. And um, it was the way we started our year. It's been a it's been a subject and a theme that I have endeavored to make um, a primary uh, principle that we cover as a church on a regular basis. Uh, maybe not every year, but every other year, every 18 months, something like that. Um, it's really, really valuable to me as, a, as an individual and something that I've built my life on. But um, before I do that, I was going to ask you a question, if I can, Elijah, and maybe put you on the spot. I don't mean to. Um, but it might be helpful for me to know as we start, um, what was it about the way, it sounds like you've listened to at least part of the series, if not all of the series. Um, what was it about that series that you thought I would uh, be able to add value to your listeners? What was it that I brought that you thought was valuable? I, I think that'd be helpful for me to jump in. Oh, for sure. Yes, sir. So for me, um, I listened to your the podcast that you did on that as well, and uh, just the the term of of honor that was used, and a, a lot of times, 
what I, what really stood out to me, Pastor Josh, was this idea, the way you, at least how I heard it, it may have been not what was in mind, but how I heard it, what I appreciated about it was that it was like you were talking about honor for everyone, not just necessarily this one individual, this one thing. Um, and so I think that's something good to speak on. Uh, a term I use that I've heard before, maybe you've heard it before as well. I'm not even sure you could have used it in the series was that we honor up, we honor down, we honor all the way around. Mm. And I think that that's something that is good. So uh, what I loved about your message series was it wasn't just about honoring your father and mother, even though that's scriptural, that's important. But there is also things that you could take away from it about honoring your waiter. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this yeah. idea that every individual holds value and that every yeah. individual should be shown some respect. That's kind of some things that that came out and stood out to, for me. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, let's just start with defining the term. Um, I did yes. listen um, through portions of the other two podcasts and I did for the purpose of not wanting to be redundant and, and recover material. But I think if it's OK, the, the term. Yes, yes honor um the definition is valuable weighty worth in other words it's the highest honor is the highest level of respect that you can give dishonor is to take lightly or or to treat as common um treating something as common in terms of the what the bible teaches is a form of dishonor which i think is an important thing to kind of hold in your mind, you know, treating your spouse as common, treating your, um, treating your family as common, treating your job as common, treating your governmental leaders as common is actually dishonor. And so um, honor begins with this. Honor begins with the belief that all people have value. That's where it begins for me that it, it sounds elementary and fundamental, but really it's, it's really not. It's not, not something to skip over. It's, it's worth us taking time to, to discuss briefly that honor begins with the belief that all people have value. Now, yes. everyone amens and says yes to that, right? Until we come into a situation where we run into people who we disagree with, whether we disagree with their doctrinal position or their lifestyle. <laughs> and then we treat them as common. We treat them as ordinary because we're familiar with them once we know them more, so on and so forth. But like, it begins with the person that believes exactly opposite of me. They have value because God created them. Now, you might have an opinion as to whether or not they're living up to um, the standard that God has set, but honestly, that is you believing they're living up to the standard that God has set is not a prerequisite for honor. Honor is my assignment, right? That's, it. That's good. Yes, sir. That's my assignment, regardless of their assignment. And so that's an important thing to say. And um, when you were talking about what, what captured uh, your attention. Romans chapter 13, we probably know this, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. And um, yes. I think there's four areas of defining these governing authorities that would be very practical for us. First, governing authorities are, are political in nature. 
the politics, the, the governmental system. Um, second would be social. Um, that's anyone in your social circle, friends, coaches, teammates, coworkers, etc. Your church, and in your family. Um, and honor in these four areas is expressed or displayed through thoughts, words, and actions. Thoughts, words, and actions are how we express honor, but it all comes out of our heart. Honor is a thing of the heart, which is which has been said in the previous podcast, I think, by both um, Ray Jean and the and the other individual, um, uh, Mr. Weeder, I think his name was, um, and and so that's that's the four areas that I think I want the listener to hold in their mind. I think that's really good because you know a lot of times, uh, especially where politics are concerned, man, you you want to get somebody riled up. You know, you just talk about politics one way or the other. I think it's important about that. And something that was on my heart to bring out on my end on this particular episode is how, and I probably said this before, but a lot of this bears repetition. And we've always got, you know, new listeners coming in who maybe hadn't even heard the previous ones. But one thing that comes up to my heart and mind is about how simply, I think Peter, and we know Paul and individuals would say, honor the king or honor, uh, which would be the emperor of the time, which we know that to be Nero, basically one of the craziest demon-possessed emperors you could ever see, taking children away from their parents and, and burning them to the stake, putting them in this, uh, you know, the Romans uh, place to, to throw them in where they're eaten by lions, they're martyred left and right, and yet Paul says to pray for, for this king, to pray for Nero, to pray that he'd be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And, I, I, and what I've seen a lot, especially lately, is a lot of dishonor towards our leaders, whether yeah. it's um, mayor, whether it's police, whether it's president, uh, different. There's a lot of dishonor where that's concerned, and it's masked in the form of uh, uh, this righteous indignation. It's masked yeah. in this, oh, you know, oh, we're, we're, we're wanting to take back our city for God. But the way that we do that, where we allow these things to happen is by honoring the people that he's placed over us. Can you speak a little bit more into that, Pastor yeah. Josh? Yeah, you, 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 you were right on First Peter 2.17, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Um, so how do you do that? Uh, one, one thing that's important is that you make a distinction between the person and the position because the authority is from God, even when the behavior is not. Um, and so that's important to hold in your mind. And, and on the political spectrum, I kind of saw this, uh, I watched and um, observed this unravel. Remember, honor is expressed through thoughts, words, and actions. And in the, in the realm of words, I noticed um, an erosion of our um, expression of honor toward the office of the president um, right after um, George Bush, the second one, um, was elected and then President Obama was elected. And I started seeing this deterioration in how we refer. And instead, it was in my whole life going up to that point, it was, it was President Bush, President Clinton, it was President Bush, President Reagan, like it was all president, Mr. President. And I saw this erosion begin, and it was a it was a subtle move on on dishonor by removing the title 
Now, titles don't hold any power necessarily, but they're good reminders for us. And when President Obama became president, I noticed this erosion in the form of Obama. And it continued on to his second term, Obama, and then Trump. And it wasn't President Trump. And now Biden, uh, Biden, President Biden. It, 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 we took that title off. And I think that's really, I think that really hinders us in our ability to honor because we have to divorce the person and the position at times, as I said, because that authority at office, we know that from texts, from scripture, all authorities of God. And so because the authority is from God, we honor the authority that they've been given, even when their behavior doesn't match up. And so um, I, I think that's, I think that some ways that we can apply that are in political realm, we can speak well of them rather than criticizing and ridiculing them. Um, a, a second thing that we can do is, why don't we replace our complaints with prayers? That's good. I wonder what would happen if we prayed for that individual in the same proportion as we've complained about them, what would happen? Uh, you'd find you'd find the prayer, you know, going up and the complaint going down because it seems like a futile exercise to pray for someone you're constantly going to criticize and, and, compl and complain about. It seems kind of rather a waste of time. Um, so I, I think that that I think that's an important distinction between the person and the position. And I, I want to say this because someone might might misunderstand obeying authority submitting to authority it has one exception at least one that i'm aware of and daniel expresses this if that leader asks you to sin of course you disobey that you disregard that now watch you can still do that in an honorable way daniel's a beautiful picture of that um maybe maybe a listener would want to write this down defiance does not have to equal dishonor. That's so good. Yes, sir. I you, you that can, from the series. That's so good. Yeah. Say that you again, can, sir. Please say that again. Defiance does not have to mean dishonor. Um, you you can you can do that well and think through it. And and I think some of those, you know, some of those small action steps that I just gave would be would be helpful. That's really, really good. Uh being defiant without being dishonored. I love that. that. That's just one of the powerful quotes that just hit my spirit when I was listening to that series, which I encourage the listeners to go through because we can't possibly cover all the stuff that was covered in that series here in this one setting. But um, something else that comes up to my heart is uh, I'm thinking about Paul. Paul's in this predicament in one place where he's before the, the Sanhedrin or whatever, and the high priest is there. And he, they're asking him, what are you doing here? They're giving him the whole, you know, interrogation spiel. And there comes a point where Paul answers, but they don't like how he answers. And so this guy slaps Paul, just slaps him out of nowhere, gives him a good old pimp slap, you know. And, and then but Paul's like, what's going on, God? And he looks at the person who's overseeing the thing. And he says, God will strike you down, you whitewashed wall. 
I mean, I like to say that's as, as close as Paul's going to get the cussing, man. That is as close as he's going to get there. He's like, God will strike you down. And the people said to him, hey, don't you know that that's, that's the high priest? Apparently, this guy's not wearing the appropriate attire or something. For some reason, Paul's not able to identify that. And Paul says, uh, forgive me, brothers. I didn't know he was the high priest. For the scripture says, you won't speak evil of the ruler of your people. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that is lost and has been lost. I'm talking about our circles, you know, word and faith circles and, and, and Christianity as a whole. It's just been lost, these, these principles of honoring. And so as we transition here, uh, let's talk about how does this apply honoring? Because uh, I love the practicalness of it. How does this apply with people in school? Because we got people that we got younger listeners that listen as well. Like, because I remember I was watching a television program and the, the, this kid from back in the 50s, way back in the day, it was called The Rifleman. I don't know if anybody knows about that one. OG program. And they're the little kid who's the son of, of this rifleman who's an expert. Uh, he goes to school and this teacher, he doesn't like him. He's, he's very uh, strict and he leaves the school and comes back to his father. But his father says to him, son, I want you to go back. And his son's like, why do you want me to go back? It has to do with honoring the position of that teacher, honoring the school the school, and learning and doing these different things. Can you speak into that? How can this translate into how we interact with our teachers, how we interact? Because like I said, I'm going after those younger listeners there. Yeah, it's important to remember that as believers, our example or our testimony is greatly impacted by how we honor those who are in authority over us, how we honor social leaders, bosses at a, on a job, whether they're a manager on a shift or teacher or coach. Um, if we don't apply this to our social setting, here's what will happen and you begin to see it. You can see it in culture and society right now. A lack of honor from the believer will result in society having a low esteem of God and the church, which can lead to people treating sacred things disrespectfully. So it is, it is, it is of paramount importance that we live this way because our attitude toward God is reflected in our attitude toward those around us. So in other words, we reflect the nature of the world that we're most familiar with or most entrenched in, right? And when you're spending time, not to be overly spiritual, I want to remain as practical as I can be, but but this is a very valuable thing that when our time in God's presence is what our attitude is focused on, That's what we'll reflect. We will reflect the nature of the world we're most aware of. And oftentimes we're caught up on a device or in a world's thinking. And we have to like, we have to intentionally pull ourselves back to the right world, the right realm, so to speak. And so when it comes to a young person, whether it's a a professor in in a university or um, a, a student with a, a teacher in high school, middle school, a coach. Um, 
use this kind of thought experiment. How would you work if that individual was Jesus himself asking you to do this thing? Because whatever we do, how are we supposed to do it? As under the Lord. So work for them as if you're working for Jesus. This applies to your parents if you're a younger person and you're still under their authority. Like this is as if God himself is asking. Now, that's tricky because God is perfect and leaders are imperfect. And we see the imperfections and we we dismiss them because they aren't a perfect individual. But God knew when he gave us these instructions that we were imperfect, yet the instructions still stand. So he knows that honor applies to imperfect people all around. Um, and so honor, I, I was invited to, to, whenever I'm invited to speak, I always will say something uh, meaningful. Um, I spoke at uh, Kenneth Hagin Ministries camp meeting last summer, and I put quite a lot of thought and intention, intention and attention to the portion where I honored Pastor and Mrs. Hagen in the ministry. Um, because, and I want the younger person, middle-aged person and older person to, to understand this or be reminded of it, honor is not an empty gesture. It isn't a throwaway comment. It is a thoughtful reflection on what that person has meant to you. And regardless of how you see, I want you to understand this, God can change the way you see. He, he can change the way you see. So to recap just a little bit, honor begins with the belief that all people have value. We honor God that we can't see by honoring the people that we can see. And living a life of honor is pivotal to receiving from God and from others. We determine the level of reward that we experience based on our honor. And that God instructs us to prioritize honor in our thoughts, our words, and our actions. And we can do that with political, social, church, and family leaders, and um, the Bible calls them governing authorities. That whole, that whole realm of thinking in those four areas. And honor, honor really, really, really needs to be present in our homes. Parents need to be honoring each other so that the children know how to honor one another. In fact, the first structure, the first structure of leadership that a young person sees is the family. And so honor being present in the home is of paramount importance. Yes, yes that's real good. Um, now, Pastor Josh, as we, as we transition here, I wanna talk about the story of you and your wife. Um, uh, I don't know, you guys may not have been married at the time. I maybe remember the story incorrectly, but right when you were going to Rhema, and, and that has to do with that part that you talked about, you can be uh, defiant without being dishonored, where your parents 
uh, well, there was basically some some things that went down about going to Rhema. I won't spoil it. I'll let you share that story, sir. Uh, I think that's a really great story. Sure. Um, I was um, I, I I was a year out of high school and had been attending the Ohio State University, um, which really was my parents' dream um, for me to get my degree at Ohio State. And um, sometime during the first year, I, I really just I was it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't the right move for me, and and I sensed this kind of nudging a little bit to to go to Bible school, and so made that decision and talked to my parents about that decision. I, I had I had a, a girlfriend um, at the time, and we'd been we we'd broken up, but then we'd gotten back together, and she was she was back in my life, and I, I envisioned her continuing to be in my life, and so I went to my parents and I said, you know, I don't. I'm going to quit Ohio State and I'm going to go to Rama. And they weren't very excited about that. But I was just insistent like I just stayed patient and just just said this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do and it was one of those moments where you know at some point in time a young person is no longer under the authority of their parents and the way they had been previously. And this was like, I have to break out of this and I have to defy. It was like one of my first moves of leadership and leading my own life was like, I'm not going to go to Ohio State. I'm going to go to Rama. And so they weren't really excited about that at first. But after they had a little bit of time to think about it, they're like, okay, great. We're, we're fine. We're supportive of that. And um, they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay your way to school. Um, we're going to buy a house. Uh, my stepdad at the time was in is and still is in real estate. We're gonna buy you a house. You can live on one side, a duplex, live on one side, we'll rent the other side out. That can be some more spending money. We're gonna take care of everything. You don't have any costs. I'm like, this is beautiful, right? Like it pays to obey the Lord. Like, this is God. Like this is this is awesome. Well, in the meantime, I I made the decision that I wanted to propose to my girlfriend at the time. And um they didn't like that idea. I they didn't like that idea. And I said, well, this is really what I want to do. We were young. We were married at the age of 19. So I did propose and she did say yes. Um, my parents at the time said this and, and followed through with it. They said, well, if you do get married, um, no house, no tuition, no spending money, you're all on your own. Yeah. And um, I said, okay, that, that it bothered me, obviously. It's not what I wanted. I didn't understand at all. But that was an expression of me just, um, and what I did the one night, which really was a turning point, which maybe is a part of the story that's worth mentioning is, um, I asked them to go into the living room, my parents, and I got a water basin and some cloths and told them I wanted to wash their feet as an expression of honor, even though I had in my own mind what I wanted to do. You know, sometimes I think we believe that honor is only doing what that person tells you to do. It might be that. Um, but also at some point when you have a strong, deep conviction and you're kind of spreading your wings and wanting to fly, um, you can do that in an honorable way. You don't have to be dishonoring when you disagree. And that's something that I've endeavored to try to live by. I haven't always succeeded, but that's really important to me that the listener understands 
you can disagree without being dishonorable right yeah. now now there's a there's a whole lot of layers to this but in this particular story it was me coming out from under a parental authority and really growing and developing right now there may be a situation where you're under a boss um who they, they are your authority or a pastor or um, an associate pastor who's over an area of ministry and let's say no we're not doing that that's where submission comes in you don't want to do what they're saying but you yield your will to theirs and that is even a, a beautiful place for honor in the pain of submission right like it's it's sometimes it's like i don't want to do it but i have to because they're the authority no, like our attitude matters. Our attitude matters. And getting that corrected is your choice. It's it's your call, you know? Elijah, I mean, there's nobody in charge of your attitude but you. And if someone calls you out on a bad attitude, you have the choice to either respond or not. And so uh, that that's what we mean when we say honors of the heart and defiance without dishonor. And the Lord blessed my wife and I's time at Raymond has blessed our life since. And I think, I think it was because we got honor right on the front end. That's good. That's good. Uh, honor on Is the front end. Is that the story end. that you had in your mind? Oh, that's exactly the story, yeah. Pastor Josh. Right. So okay. good. One of my favorites about this balancing act that takes place. And what I love too also is about the story of David, it, you know, this is a, a more extreme than that, but it, it, it lends credence. It's the same heart, same spirit, where David is going up and he's got Saul coming after him. And David always found a place and time to honor Saul, even in the midst of him going crazy. You know, yeah. he even refers to him as his father at one point when they're going up against each other. And it's this idea of honor that's there that we see in the life of David that we don't necessarily see in the life of Saul that kind of separates the two. And um, I think this is important because as we, as we begin to, to wrap this up, I want to be respectful of Pastor Josh's time. And also too, I want you guys to actually listen to his series um, and, and get something good from it as well. We won't give you all the secrets and nuggets here, but uh, Pastor Josh, as we look, as we look at wrapping this up, can you speak into uh, situations where you've seen, maybe it's your own story, maybe a scripture comes to mind, but stories of people who took out time to honor and they saw God move in their life. And I'll get the ball rolling here. For me, in my life, what I've seen, the Lord's always dealt with me about faithfulness and, and honor have been a big thing. You know, my spiritual father is, is Keith Moore, of course, of Faith Life Church of Branson, Sarasota. And it's something big on, on their hearts, Brother Moore and Miss Phyllis, is about honor and faithfulness. And I, I remember serving uh, their ministry in different areas, the church in different areas and over the years. And I've seen that as if you'll do, if you'll scrub a car, wash a car in an attitude of honor, God can do more than, with that than you going to get several degrees out of defiance, if that makes sense. There's something about honoring. And every step of my life, every promotion, this podcast right here, me having an opportunity to talk with Pastor Josh, you as the listeners listening to this, even though it's in my car and the audio isn't my normal standard. But even this, 
is because of the simple fact of honoring. And when we think about this, what's a testimony for you, Pastor Josh, about honoring that really that comes up to your heart in this moment? In this moment, the one that comes to mind is um, we recently hosted Pastor and Mrs. Hagen in our church for a Living Faith Crusade. And um, one way that you honor thoughts, words, and actions, um, we gave a sacrificial gift. I don't want to get into the amounts because I don't want to distract the listener from the, the main part, the main component here. But we gave a meaningful gift of sacrifice for our church. And we have needs here too. And those resources could have been used in a lot of different places here. But we just felt like we needed to sow a seed of honor financially. And we did. And um, it wasn't but just a few days later. And it doesn't always work this quickly. And it isn't always attached to money. But it was the it was the thing that we were trying was something we were trying to accomplish in our church for our community. We, we looked strategically through a little background. We looked through strategically all the things that we wanted to accomplish. And this it always it kept coming back to the kitchen was a barrier for us as a church to do all that we had in our heart to do. So we started this project. Well, this money could have went a long way. Well, um, we honored them with our with the resources we had. Them that honor me, God says, I will honor. And just sometime later, a, a multiplied return on on that meaningful investment and sacrifice came back. And um, him that those that honor me, I will honor. And it isn't always financial. Um, it isn't always romantic. It isn't always, you know, it isn't always, wow, that's amazing. Um, I want to talk about the, the other side of that. Like, how do you get there for the listener who's here? And like, you don't understand. My boss is a jerk. My spouse is high maintenance. My kids are running amok and I can't, I have no control or leadership. Like you just don't understand. And I want to kind of speak into that for a minute using the life of David, because you referenced him with Saul. Honor is an attitude of the heart that believes that all people have value. Yes. Thinking about David and Saul and the moment when David is in the cave and has the opportunity to take Saul's life and doesn't, why not? Like, I know he wants, I know, I know the text, don't touch my anointed, but every listener knows that there are emotions that rise up when the text is different from your mind. When your mind isn't completely renewed, you read that text, you're like, no, that's no. Every believer has to re recognize that tension of the scripture says this, but I feel that. And you'll do, this happens all the time in honor. And we dishonor because we give into our emotions rather than the life of our heart, our spirit man directing us. So back to David, why doesn't he kill Saul when he has the chance? This is just my theory. In the Psalms, we see a series of prayers written by David that have been labeled imprecatory prayers. Are you familiar with these? They're, they're prayers that say things like, God, smite them, uh, wipe their name off of the earth. Uh, may, may their children be ashamed. 
that they were that they were so and so's parents. Like, I mean, the I hate you prayers that David is writing. And I always wondered, like, what's the application for that? What why why is God telling me that? And here's what I've come to the point of believing is that he got the dishonor out to the Lord in those yeah, prayers yeah. because God can handle it. And when it came time to express, the dishonor was out of him. And all he had left was honor because we're most familiar with the world that we that we participate in. And so, like, how do I do that? You take those things to God, you give them to God, you get them out of you. And if you constantly see yourself spewing dishonor and um, things that you then replay in your mind in the shower the next morning and are ashamed of or cringed out by or, or embarrassed by, I wonder if you've got, if you've had those moments where you, where you get that dishonor out so that your heart can recognize all people have value. David in that moment came to that point and had to say, I don't understand it, but Saul is not mine to deal with. I'm going to honor all people. That's so good. Listen, <laughs> my spiritual father would say, like, if that was worth you combing your hair and coming right there, that was worth you playing, clicking play on the podcast right there, just that little nugget. I've never really quite heard that before, Pastor Josh. That, 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 but that's really what it is. It's him, David getting all that out of the system because God can handle it, getting it all out. And it's not about, because I think sometimes we do that too. We try to bury all those feelings. Yep. We try to yep. hold all of it. And then if we come to a crossroads and we explode. And there's this whole episode that takes place. But David shows us, no, he took out time to say, no, this is wrong. Let them be dead. Let them be a curse. All that kind of stuff. And yet he got all that out. And then when he's been in the, but he's been in the presence, he did that in the presence of the Lord. And in the presence of the Lord, he was able to respond in honor. I think that that's amazing. That's vitally important. Uh, Pastor Josh, as we wrap this up, sir, would you pray over us? Yeah. Thank you, sir. Go right ahead. Yeah. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And um, the thing that seems like the most appropriate request is that you would give us strength and courage, God. Because strength and courage is what we need to live a life of honor. And to know that you see our heart and you see that when we get it wrong, when our heart is right, we get credit for what's in our heart, not what came out in those actions. Because you understand God that we are imperfect. So for any person who's dealing with guilt and shame over replaying situations that they didn't get right, let, let there be no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. And give us all strength and courage, God, to live this life every single day, step by step, day by day, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What an amazing time. Like I said, just that end. If you didn't get anything, man. Listen back to the ending there, what Pastor Josh said. That just, that was revolutionary. That, that will bring it to a new level in God right there. And I want to thank Pastor Josh for his time. Uh, Pastor Josh, you've got a great social media platform and, and great posts that you put out. I, I put my friends on to it, and they're sharing your posts now, too. And 
Can you let people know, though, who don't know where they can follow you on, on uh, social media? Yeah, the best place to follow me where I'm most active currently is Instagram. And it's just Josh underscore Pennington, P-E-N-N-I-N-G-T-O-N. And um, I've got a little picture with a yellow background on my on my profile. And um, if it's okay with you for me to say this, um, my first book is at the second run at the publishers. And um, the working title is When the Heavens Seem Closed, Navigating the Dry Seasons of Life. And um, I use the text when the prophet is sent out by the river and, it, and the river dries up. And my personal experience is the loss of my mom in an untimely way. She died when she was 56 years old with cancer. And so this short little book of mine is just a, a run at helping people through dry seasons and um, not trying to sell anything, but I will be promoting when that comes out on my Instagram um, the most. So if anybody's interested and we're in a dry season, I think I have a few things to say that, that might, that might help, uh, might help you in your journey. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I didn't even know about that. Pastor Josh, we would have talked about that more. Uh, We'll have to schedule another one. We'll have you back on. I want to have you on more. Let's let's talk about that one here soon when there's time. But thank you so much for taking out the time, Pastor Josh, for doing this. And to the listeners, again, I apologize. I'm in my car. I got a lot going on. I'm out of town tomorrow, so I had a lot going on. So I apologize for my audio. But like I said, what Pastor Josh gave by the Spirit of God was what needed to be heard, I believe, and it's very important. So uh, thank you guys for listening, being a part. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on all the other platforms that you can. My name's Elijah Merle. Don't forget this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.